of these cost tests, cost tests that they have with wisdom and your might and give them strength to sit there four hours taking tests, Lord. We just give you the glory, Lord, that all will do well. Thank you for your traveling grace and mercy upon yesterday. Again, this morning, we bless you for it. This day is the day that you have made, and we're going to rejoice. Amen. Hallelujah. <clears throat> you give him the glory this morning. All the glory and the honor belongs to him, almighty, supreme God. Yesterday, upon the ending of the word, eyes to see. Chapter 6, we're talking, the reason we're talking from this book is because for so long we've been talking to you people, amen, God people, only God people really want to hear the word of God, those, amen, that's just on the surface, those that don't believe and they're looking for something to believe in, amen, hallelujah, things that we speak. You're not going to receive them because why? Oh, because you're carnal-minded. As I was reading this book, I began to think about how that peoples everywhere give themselves messages, amen, because they're too lazy and messengers because they're too lazy, hallelujah, to get to know him for themselves and have this personal relationship. Almighty and supreme. We were reading and we stumbled up on how that kiss on Paul was the son. Kish was the father. How that they had went out in search of a Help them locate their father's property. His his ashes was lost. His donkey, his jacks had ran off somewhere. Looking for it. So for three days they hadn't found their jacks. And so uh, they sought out to look for the man of God. Hallelujah. Not to look for the seer. Tell them what happened. Father Kish. He did have opportunity to make it to Samuel, first Samuel nine the ninth chapter. Um, they began to inquire of him uh, about their father's uh, donkey. He said make no mention, don't even think about the donkey. They don't even think about them no more, for your father's jacks are found. 
And he told him to stand. Just stand still right there. You just stand still. Put out an anointing upon Saul. My thing, my thing, as I begin to read this word, sometimes you're standing in a place, you know, it has brought you to a situation in your life to where you really, you know, you're standing at a place of loss. And, and you're wondering, you know, how do I, you know, what do I, let me, let me go pray. Let me, let me, maybe I need to go get a word from the Lord, you know, and that's what we do mostly the time when the Lord is getting ready to appoint you, hallelujah, getting ready to choose you, getting ready to bring you to a place. The enemy comes in and steals something or hides something or breaks something or takes something. But in the midst of uh, your situation where you have uh, lost that, amen, uh, that's broken, um, maybe they canceled an assignment that was for you. Lord told Saul, make no mention. Don't even think about it, but just stand. And so I picked. I picked out of that, you know, I want to tell you all this morning that just stand. Because if you're operating in faith this morning, you know, no matter what the doctors say, no matter how bad these pains is hurting, no matter how much your heart wants to stop beating, you tell a man yourself, you know, that I can't die here. You know, I, I can't die here because my assignment is not yet completed, amen. I, I have to stand. I, I have an appointed time to, to be at a destination, at a designated place, amen. It could be right here where I'm standing at, right here in the midst of my sickness, amen. you got to remember that when this man made it over yonder to the man of God, amen, hallelujah, he told him, just stand, just stand right there, just be still right there. I'm going to pour out this oil, amen, pour out an anointing. And he was anointed king over Israel. Hallelujah. Now, isn't that wonderful? So it leads me over to chapter 7. Hallelujah. And it says, rim, the realm of vision. Hallelujah. And she writes, before we move into the subject of vision, I want to clearly explain the term as the Spirit's will. I am believe, for I believe the misunderstanding of these words hinder most in the body of Christ, from being, from hearing, or seeing the spiritual realm, okay. When the gifts of the Spirit are not in operation, people begin to question the will of God. You see, Hallelujah, Amen. I believe. Let's understand these words. He the most in the body of Christ from hearing or seeing the spiritual realm. When the gifts of the Spirit are not in operation, people begin to question the will of God. It, is it the will of God that all come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ and be healed in his name? If the answer is yes, then we desire to see increased numbers to be healed. Do we not? If they are not healed, is it because the Spirit does not will to manifest certain operations? Of course not. Then what is the cause? 
Simply the reason is this. Few ministers are able to yield to the Spirit, to allow the Holy Spirit to manifest His anointing through them. The Holy Spirit can bring you instantly into the realm of the Spirit, just as it happened to the prophet. Let's see what happened to Ezekiel in Ezekiel 8 and 3. Put forth the form of a hand. Took me back. Took me by a lock of my head. And the Spirit lifted me up between the earth and the heaven. And brought me in the vision of God to Jerusalem. Door of the inner gate. That looks toward the north, okay? Ezekiel is attending his own business when suddenly he is picked up by the lock of his hair, transported to another place. Certainly Ezekiel is not expecting this to happen. However, as we investigate the lives of the prophet, we see a common characteristic which may explain the ability to instantly access the spiritual realm. They pray, worship, and love God as a part of their daily life. Hallelujah. I think the quickest entrance of the Spirit is through our praise, our worship, our speaking forth love to the Lord. Then we are open to receive all things from God. Hallelujah. Then we, we can be lifted by the Spirit out of earth, surrounded and placed in the realm of the vision. Bible refers three types of vision, spiritual vision, the trans, and the open vision. Okay? It's just the spiritual vision, trans, and the open vision. We will look first at the spiritual vision. Fall into the category more, specific, more specifically, a dream is often called a night vision. Okay? We know that dreams can come from God, from the devil, or from too much pizza. <laughs> For the purpose of this decision, discussion, however, we are dealing only with dreams. God and no other source, okay? Be able to identify the source of your dream, okay? During a spiritual vision, you see with your spiritual eye behind the veil, and it's in the spiritual realm. The vision is not through physical eyes, because the eyes may even be shut. Once you get to a certain level, you can learn to live on the level and not leave that realm of the spirit. When you attend this position, you'll begin to have frequent visions and be shown much. All right, get that. There is an outstanding point to be made in this next passage of Scripture. Okay, so let's see what it says here in John 5, John the 5th chapter. The 19th verse to the 23rd verse. Then answered Jesus and said unto them, Brother, brother, I say unto you, the Son can do nothing of himself. What he seeth the Father do. For what things soever he doeth, these also do the Son likewise. For the Father, Father loveth the Son and showeth him all things that himself doeth, and he will show him greater works than these, that you may marvel, for as the Father raises up the dead, 
quicken him, even so the Son quicken whom he will. For the Father judges no man, but he has committed all judgment unto the Son, that all men should honor the Son, even as they honor the Father. He that honor not the Son, honor not the Father, which has gotten. Now she said, as I have pointed out the preceding pages, Jesus is the greatest of all the prophets. So, so we best learn about a prophet ministry from Jesus, okay? He reveals additional information the prophet leaves out. But Jesus is the prophet of prophets, the teacher of teachers, the shepherd, amen, of shepherds. And he gives deep teaching about the working of the realm of the spirit. And this scripture you you have just read, Jesus saying he does nothing unless it is shown to him by his father, okay? The scriptures clearly show that the ministry of Jesus operates almost exclusively from the realm of vision, okay? He does only what is shown to him. Like Jesus said, we must obey this mandate to do only what is shown us or told us to do. Hallelujah. The ministry of Jesus is outstanding in all operations of the spirit realm. Hallelujah. Especially of the gift of faith, which is essential for the working of miracles. When the gift of faith is in operation, the person is anointed and chosen of God, for the work is shown or told the evidence in the event before it happens, you see. Faith is in operation. The moment that which is to take place is previewed by the minister's eyes to reveal to his spirit. Hallelujah. Get that. Have to be revealed this morning. Hallelujah. You can't be no prophet running from coast to coast all over the world telling everybody they're going to get a Cadillac and all this other stuff, you know, big old dog in a house on the hill and all this funny stuff. You know, it don't happen like that. You know, God gives his gifts to whom he will. But you're going to have to labor. You're going to have to, amen, put away some of those meals, amen. You're going to have to come early in the morning, get up early in the morning doing him, do him all day long. And then when you do that, he's going to give you visions where he's going to take you to, hallelujah, that he may bless your ministry. Hallelujah. Therefore, before Jesus walks into the synagogue, he has already seen the man with the withered hand and knows that he is there. Jesus knows what he will do because the act has already been performed in the spirit. You see? Lord let you know when you're going before you get there. Now, he merely acts it out in the natural. Jesus spake that which is spoken to his spiritual ear and plays out that which he saw in the visual realm. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, brought Peter to Jesus. And when Jesus beheld him, he said, Thou art Simon, the son of Jonah. Thou shalt be called Cephas, which is interpreted a stone. Okay, John 1, 42. Jesus had never seen Peter in the flesh before this moment, yet he knows Peter's full identity. He knows you. You are the son of Jonah. Hallelujah. When Jesus called his disciples, he functioned in the prophetic office and ministered 
through him by words of knowledge. Jesus may have seen Peter in the vision, for certainly he knew him by word of knowledge. And he did in the case of Mason before even meeting him in the flesh. We read on this morning as of the vision, hallelujah, how that you are to see one, how you are to see danger, see trouble, see your husband, hallelujah, how you are to see your husband, see your wife, and stop running around talking about, child, I wait on the Lord to bless him with wife. If we would be doing what he called us to do, instead of trying to get something that already belongs to us, we go out and search uh, that that we want. Stop. Look into the word and listen to the spirit. I praise God this morning for this message. Amen. We will continue it. The Lord provides the strength. I thank him for the will because it's not always my will, never's my will, it's always his will for the unction, amen, to be able to function and have me to do today. So I want you all to be blessed in the Lord and the power of his might, amen. Continue to walk in the spirit so you don't fulfill the lust of the flesh. Yes, it is written, but if you don't look for what is written at, you can never, never see the manifestation that is to be. Stay tuned tomorrow as the Lord provides. We'll be back here. You're invited. Peace and blessings. Be like Shalom.
Yeah. 